0: Hey everyone, Greg Meskell here. Thanks for joining us. Our latest episode of What's Good features my good friend and old coworker, Scott Stanford, currently WWE Anchors, also work with CBS
1: Sports HQ, hosts his own show, Scott and Suki. Scott, thanks so much for joining us here. Oh, uh, Greggy, listen, you know, my my career was just like it was it was kind of in a in a flat line until somebody took me to Wagner College for water polo and then th- Things just skyrocketed. My life just went from here to here, my friend. Scott, I have you to thank for bringing water polo to the masses of New York City many years <laughs> ago. You've always been up to cover a good story on my behalf, so I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know what else? I'm just looking at myself on your camera here. I look like I'm sunburned, don't I?
0: You know, I, I kind of figured maybe to stay in the know, you had invested in a new technology during this pandemic a tanning bed, maybe some spray on tanner. We're all learning something new.
1: Hold on, Greg. Let's see if we, could, if we could fix the lighting a little bit. Eh, that's a little better. You know, I got one of these ring lights like uh, I think you have. and uh, it's, All right, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> right, I'm, it's, I'm handsome either way. What's the difference? How are you, that, bud? Good to see say. you. Last time I saw you, you were just this young pup interning at, at UPN9, and, and look at you now. Here we are through the, through
0: the, through the power of the Internet, connected once again. Uh, really I really appreciate it. you taking some time, my
1: man. You got it, bud.
0: Hey, so I want to jump in first with with your work on WWE. And this is one of the uh, pieces of sports entertainment that for fans has thankfully continued to go on during this pandemic. But obviously, without fans in attendance, you're a longtime host for WWE. What's this been like as of late with no fans involved?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, at first it was, uh, was kind of weird, you know, because, um, you know, the WWE, the product, just like, you know, you have shows at night, whether they're crime dramas, comedies, uh, you know, WWE is, is another one of those primetime shows in the mix, right? But WWE thrives off of the WWE universe, their audience, and the audience thrives off of the product. Um, So when you're missing, obviously, you know, the the audience can't have, you just can't have the audience without wrestling, but you can't have wrestling without the audience. Um, So at first, it was kind of weird, because it was just kind of quiet, you had no reaction. I think it was weird for the superstars and the performers until they, they realized, you know, you really now you're performing for the cameras instead of the audience um but i think you know I, I got used to it i think most most audience uh, folks watching at home have gotten used to it but i think once it comes back and we're clear to have in arena audiences again um you know that are that are not going to tulsa for any presidential rallies but you know the real in arena audiences um i think it's going to be dynamic when those audiences come back to wwe it, it is going to be it's going to be like an explosion uh, of excitement, so I'm looking forward to that. But I, you know, I, I thank God, I thank Vince McMahon next for for keeping uh, the WWE product going and keeping us all very busy throughout this entire thing.
0: You mentioned the audience for WWE, and it's hard to think of a more passionate fan base about something. And I was curious how that experience has gone for you. I remember when you started with the WWE and seeing your social media following go up and seeing the interactions go up, and then people seeing you in person. What is that experience like once you're on air with
1: WWE? You're not exactly a wrestler, but you are part of that mix. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing, you know, because as you know in my other stuff, you know, we're covering the athletes and the superstars and the celebrities, you know, when you work for WWE as part of their on-air Uh, you know, talent roster, obviously the superstars are are up here, Uh, you know, the announcers are are a step below, but you know, the fans, they just, they look at you as almost like a rock star. Uh, And I think it's a, they appreciate uh, how few jobs there are, uh, on camera with a company like WWE. So I think they appreciate that you were one of those people that was able to accomplish that. Uh, and just, you know, being, being there for 11 years now, it, it still amazes me when people come up to me, they want to take a picture, they want my autograph. And I'm like, me, you want an autograph with, you know, so it's still, you know, cause to me, I'm just, you know, I'm some schlub walking around a mall with his, you know, with his daughters, uh, you know, Claire's picking out earrings, uh, when people come up to you and they see you and it really, you know, you forget what you do for a living at that time. Uh, and people come up, they remind you and it's just, it's, you know, the, the WWE audience, the fans, like you said, they're really passionate. Uh, and they just, they treat you like a rock star. And it always boggles my mind every time somebody they'll send me a, a little tops baseball card with my picture on. Hey, can you sign it and send it back? And still to this day, it just, it, it just, it, you know, it can't help, but, but make your head explode. You know what I mean? Oh, I can only imagine it. Is,
0: it is such a fun environment to be at those events. I've, yeah. I've been at Monday Night Raws and Summer Slams in the past, and it's, there's so much excitement behind that. You've been in the studio position as of late. You've also had the experience of being out at Monday Night Raw week after week. How collaborative are those events from your position, all the wrestlers, uh, all the other staff? It seems like everyone really comes together to make what is a highly entertaining piece of content.
1: Yeah, listen, man, they, you know, they're putting together three, two, two, let's see, the three plus two is five, add another two, that's seven. Uh, They're putting together seven hours of live programming a week. Um, And WWE has one of the best production staffs I've ever seen, you know, right down to the editors who are, you know, putting together, you know, these slick, slick video packages Um, But yes, it is a highly collaborative effort between the writers, the superstars, you know, right to the lighting guys, to the guys who put up the ring, uh, to the makeup people. And it all, you know, regardless of how chaotic it is backstage and sometimes it gets real chaotic back there. um, It always comes together uh, once the showtime hits. And it's just it's phenomenal to be back there to watch it as many times as I've been there. Every week you show up and you're still like, man, I I can't believe they get this done the way they do.
0: Yeah, it's amazing stuff. And and like I said, I'm
1: sure fans are going to be so hyped to get back in the stands when they
0: can watch this in person. In addition to WWE work, you talked about covering sports for a number of years, also work with CBS Sports HQ. And uh, out of wrestling, everything else is ground to a halt in early March. You've been in sports a long time. This has to be an unprecedented experience where you went from covering all these things to nothing.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. I think one of my last days uh, in, during this, the time period back in, in March uh, was when uh, the Kobe helicopter crash happened. Um, and I, remember, I don't remember the exact date, right? It was either end of February, beginning of March, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, 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 was, I think, you know, and, and, and all of our days are blurring together. I think that might have actually been like late, late January. Was it late? Ja- oh, you know what, Greg? You're right. You're right. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to tell you real quick. Just so we, we have it down, but uh, yeah, because I remember being there when it happened. Yes, January twenty sixth. You're right. Um, I was on the set. You know, it's four o'clock. We're ready to do some updates. There was a golf tournament going on, uh, and I remember in, in my ear, to, "Hey, Kobe just died in a helicopter crash," according to TMZ. And you're like, "I'm sorry. What? What did? what you? Who? You know, you don't. It doesn't really hit you at first. Yeah. Um, and, and then you know, J- February came around. <clears throat> the pandemic started kicking in, and everybody was talking about it. Um, and And it was funny because I was actually doing a boxing show at at the Yes Network, which is across the hall from CBS HQ. And th- literally an hour after we shot that boxing show, I got a call from the producer: "Hey, they just shut They just shut down the studio. We, we're not doing the show." Um, and from there on, everything just seemed to you know, sports ended, NBA ended. Uh, spring training ended. um, And listen, I don't think anybody who's alive right now has seen anything like this in their lifetime. Um, And hopefully, uh, I mean, it seems to be happening, but hopefully this thing doesn't spike up again uh, to where we all have to go back into lockdown. But it certainly, certainly seems like we might be headed that way, Greggy kid. Yeah, it is. It is. It is hard to say right now,
0: what's going to happen in the future. I think a lot of people are optimistic that we'll get fall sports like NFL college football going, but, we can't even get certain pro sports restarted right now, baseball, NBA, as, as we're talking here in mid-June. So, yeah. uh, you know, to be determined, you have stayed busy regardless. And it's interesting, talking to a lot of athletes with this program, they can work out, they can try and train at home or, or go to a park, see where they can fit in. But when you're an on-air person, you're a reporter, you're a host, how do you stay fresh? You've been able to do that. Uh, lately with your longtime morning partner from PIX11 back in the day. Suki, you guys have a great show on Facebook Live and elsewhere that has really uh, been fun to watch, and you've
1: brought in a great number of guests. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy, because Suki and I started doing the show once a week, again, before the pandemic hit from a studio, uh, and I would throw it up online. And then once the pandemic hit and everybody was home, it was actually easier for us to do it Monday through Friday, five nights a week, Um, because we're doing it like this and everybody's, you know, you just spark up your computer and and here you are. Uh, and the best thing about it is, is, you know, the celebrities and entertainers are all not doing anything right now. I mean, you can't imagine how many comedians, impressionists, musicians, uh, magicians, illusionists, psychic mediums, everybody, all these people that were working five, six nights a week in Vegas and New York and LA it all came to a halt. So everybody's looking for something to do. Uh, So it, it, and actually it it became very easy for us to get a hold of celebrities and entertainers to come join us on the show. And I mean, we've had from George Lopez to Sinbad, Mary Lou Henner, uh, you know, David Wells, Nick Swisher, also, you know, some great names. Um, And it's just been the the show. We, we, we try, we try to stay away from politics uh, and just make it good, fun, laughing, singing jokes, you know, hearing stories from the celebrities themselves. Uh, and if we could stay away from the politics uh, and or the virus uh, topic, we, we that's like an escape. You know, you can get that stuff anywhere all day long. The people who come to our show to watch it, which has really grown to, I think, uh, in three months, we, we got like 25,000 followers. Uh, I just, you know, the folks who come to join us at night, they know they're going to get that nice, light entertainment um, you know, we, we'll do quizzes and, and fun interaction and trivia with celebrities. Um, you know, Suki never knows it, but I'll put, up her, I'll put her up against the celebrity and trivia contest. Um, and it's just been, it's been so much fun, Greg. And it, it almost turned into a job because then I, every day I have this, this thing in my head where you, you got to get guests on the show. You got to get guests on the show. And, and thankfully enough, it's, it's worked out great where we've, we fill it. I try to make it like the Tonight Show where you have a celebrity and you have an entertainer. Uh, and it's just been, you know, working this way with the boxes, whether it's Zoom or StreamYard, however we do it, 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 magicians and comedians, I mean, these guys really appreciate, A, not only, you know, getting back out there and getting some exposure, uh, but it's also good practice for them for when they get back to doing things on stage or on cruise ships or things, you know, wherever they're entertaining. So it, it has re- it's taken off far beyond my wildest imagination, and when it's all said and done, maybe uh, we end up on a network somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Hey,
0: if somebody wants to pick up the show, it sounds like there's some interest there.
1: If somebody wants to pick up the show, they're welcome to call us. We're always open to talking. I mean, listen, Ryan and Kelly—they're doing. You know, it, 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 we're better than Ryan and Kelly at this point, Craigie. <laughs> let's let's face facts. No. It's interesting. You talk
0: about the journey that that you two have had you were you were both together in the morning news on pix eleven and now you're doing hopefully the show gets picked up right but it's largely a label of labor of love right now how do you, yeah. How do you describe the bond that you and Suki have I mean you don't you don't do something like this five nights a week during a pandemic if you don't really enjoy being with that person
1: Yeah, no, listen, we always had great chemistry uh, that's why we were always very good friends with each other, even when I was doing sports at night and she was on in the mornings. On my way to Mets opening day, I think it was 2016, I got a call from our management at pix 11. They said, hey, starting Monday, you're going to do the morning show at Suki. Go in there, do your thing. Um, I, don't, I don't even think they expected it to be as, as good as it worked out to be uh, because it was becoming a very popular show. We were competing with Good Day New York every day. Uh, and then, you know, in TV management, things change constantly. So I went back to sports. She ended up leaving. She ended up on Fox. Um, she left Fox last summer and we got together and started doing this again. Uh, and everybody always said, Hey, the, the chemistry between you guys and listen, isn't that really what makes a good TV show? when you have two people, right? It, it doesn't matter what the content is, as long as the two people have chemistry and the folks at home believe that you guys are, are friends off the air which Suki and I are, cause we, you know, we talk all the time. And that will translate into when you're doing interviews with celebrities and entertainers. I can't tell you the thing that makes me feel the best, Greggy, is when I'll get an email after our show at night. Hey, man, that was really fun. Thanks for having me. Anytime you want me on again, because we just, you know, we just, we treat the celebrities like regular people. We have fun with them. And um, it just, you know, listen, to me, there's no reason why we're not on somebody's TV station Um, but you never know, you know, we just keep doing it. That's what, that's the advice I give to young people. And that's the advice older people give to me. Just keep doing what you're doing, put the content out there and things, you know, the hard work, hopefully I'm a firm believer when someone says hard work pays off, it doesn't always pay off. My friend, I don't want to blow any, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. Hard work doesn't always pay off, especially in the broadcasting business. I could tell you that from experience, but if you, put, if you don't put in the work at all, it's definitely not going to pay off. If you put it in, you know, it's almost like asking that pretty girl. If you don't ask her out or ask her for a date, you're never going to get the date. You know, the worst she could say is no. If you don't ask, you're not getting it. Um, so, you know, w- when your parents tell you, you know, you could be anything you want to be, that's not true anymore. And hard work doesn't always pay off. <laughs> so that's what, I t- that's what I tell the high school and colleges class. Kids, hard work doesn't always pay off. So don't a let them tell you anything.
0: With Scott with Scott Stanford about your future. Uh, hard work may <laughs>
1: not pay off. Yes, yes. It, it won't always pay off. Trust me.
0: But you're someone that has worked hard. And, and, and I want to talk to you a bit about the, the idea of adversity. So many athletes in this time have had to figure out what to do now? They're not playing their sport, or or maybe the league they were in. You know, if you were in the XFL or you were in uh, AAF last year, or you were somewhere else, minor league yeah. baseball. You're not getting your chance anymore. You have conveniently placed some of your Emmy awards behind you, which I think is wonderful. It shows
1: some some what, of the great things. What Emmy? What Emmys, Greg? Did you? What are you talking about? <laughs> Emmys. Yeah, those are just those are just two of the seven. I, I can't place them all down here. Um, you know, some are upstairs, some are you know, some are some are in, in my kids' rooms. It just that they're spread around the house. You know,
0: I, totally understand.
1: <laughs> but and you know, by the way, kids, kids winning Emmys won't get you anywhere in the broadcasting business either. So let me just put that out there.
0: <laughs> well, that I mean that was a little bit my point though. Is that you you've you've done some of these things that are that are award winning. But throughout your career, you've had to reinvent yourself, right? You were award-winning radio guy, then TV, then other TV networks, WWE, other other TV. Where do you find that um, impetus to continue to get up and go and find the next thing and keep chipping away?
1: Yeah, well, listen, you know, the one thing with me is that that's all I can really do, Greg. I'm not like equipped to to do anything else. I can't be an accountant. I certainly, you know, I flunked out of law school and medical school, pre-med, um, I, I, can't be a landscaper. I can't fix things. So broadcasting is really the o- that's the only thing I do. Uh, you know, my wife yells at me all day, just cause I can't even put things from the sink into the dishwasher. Um, so, you know, when I wake up every morning, when I go to bed at night, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, be, and because of this, you know, what we're doing right now makes so many more things possible, uh, and everybody's starving for content right now. Um, you know, I'm constantly thinking, what can I do now? Can I, should I do something with a game show? Uh, you know, cause should I do, can we take the Suki and Scott show and do something, an offshoot of that? Um, should I start interviewing sports celebrities and do a sports show? Um, I'm just one of those guys who always felt that if you're a broadcaster, you can't pigeonhole yourself in, into one category, right? If you're a sports guy, you, you can't just be a sports guy anymore because like, you'll see a lot of sports people move into news or news people into sports, um, you know, traffic people into sports and so on and so forth. Um, but I always said, if, if you're called upon to do anything uh, you know, I have a, if I'm called to do a voiceover or a narration or, Hey, can you, can you host this show for us? Can you do the, if you're a broadcaster, you really should be adept at doing everything, but I'll, I'll give the, the weather guys their own little thing. Cause I was never able to point at the green screen and, and get it to the right spot. Um, but you should really be able to, to do that. And again, that's another thing I'll tell young kids coming out of college who want to be broadcasters you really have to be able to do everything, which then will then make you more valuable to the people you're working for. Um, And that's really, you know, that I I love doing it. I love being on camera. I love being in a studio. It just makes you forget about all the other crap that's going on and all the bills that you have to pay. Uh, And it's almost, you know, I was never a a big alcohol drinking guy. I never really did drugs unless you take college out of the mix. Um, But, you know, being on air, That's that's like a drug for me, and it just it gets gives me this high uh, to be in front of people or to be in front of a camera, and that's what drives me to do it. And the good thing is, I'm I'm not playing a a sport, so you know it doesn't matter how old I get, I could still do whatever I need to do as long as my throat works and I have a voice. You know, you may get uglier as you get older. Case in point. but you could still do the work. Uh, And in in, in this business, it's increasingly harder for guys like me, even with all my experience, to get new work because everybody wants younger. Everybody thinks younger, younger, younger. But to me, that's not even the case. To me, people, you know, 40 and above are the people who are watching this stuff. You know what I mean? Below 40 into your 30s, into your 20s, you're talking, you know, TikToks and, and all this other digital stuff. Um, To me, the advertisers really should be reaching the folks who really have the disposable income. And that's the folks who are really, you know, I'll call it 30 and above. Um, But it's just, you know, as far as what drives me, it's just doing this. It's fun for me. I love it. I could sit here and talk to you all day. I could read scripts all day. I could do voiceovers all day. I can interview celebrities all day. The minute the camera goes off, you're like, oh, all right, well, what do you want to do now? I got, I got to go pay my electric bill. Okay, see ya. Um, but it's just, it's just fun. And I know the old phrase, you know, if you love what you do, it's you never spend a day working. Uh, and to me, none of this is work. I could stand in a studio for 12 hours knocking out show after show. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. And, and there are some people who complain that it's too much work, which to me, I'm like, do you realize what you do for a living? You're reading a teleprompter. You know that, right? Um, but yeah, you, in this business, hard work may not always pay off, but you do have to keep reinventing yourself and be able to do you know, more than just one thing. You got to get yourself out of that mindset of, well, I'm a sports guy or I'm just a news guy or I'm just a host or I'm just a sideline reporter. You really you have to because you'll you'll be called upon to do other things and and that's the time you got to be ready and confident to go and get it done.
0: We end our program uh, with three questions, and I'll give them to you here, and then I, and then I'll start with the first. It's. Uh, what is something you've done for yourself lately? What's something you've done for someone else lately? And then this will be an easy one for you. What's something that's made you laugh out loud that you really found funny? So we'll start first. What's what's something that you've done for you, Scott, to kind of maybe take care of yourself or help yourself?
1: Reggie, right, yeah, I gotta tell you, uh, the one thing I've done for myself is that I would have never have done if it wasn't for this pandemic. Um, I sanded and painted my deck. I sanded and painted my garage. <laughs> I sanded, we, we redid our patty. I mean, we, I did more do-it-yourself stuff because I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So, you know, it's kind of funny when I try to do it. Um, but, you know, just because you can't have people here really to do it, uh, the thing I did for myself, and you know what, I'm going to put that in the thing I've done for other people category too, um, is really, I've, I've, I've got a lot of things done uh, that I would have never have gotten done if we were working at the pace we were working. Um, and the thing I've done for others is, um, a, I, I've been cooking dinner for my family almost every night that never happens. Uh, and B, um, I'm, I'm giving everybody this, um, show at night from seven thirty to eight thirty on Facebook live to make them laugh and, and forget about, <laughs> forget about what they're doing. Other than that, I'm on my couch with everybody else, just, uh, watching Netflix. So, <laughs> uh, ha- has your family,
0: seen enough of you you're around more than ever are they are they are they ready for you to get back to what it is you do
1: oh my wife can't wait to get rid of. my wife gets so many even when we eat i can make dinner do the dishes she can't stay if i make one bit of noise greggy when i eat she i, I get a look you know like if something's too hot and you like you know you make a little noise with your she looks at me like get the hell out of the kitchen you, you gotta go back to work um so yeah that's uh that's that's pretty much it. But no, listen, it, I, I kinda I kind of have enjoyed the family. We've done a lot of stuff that we, you know, you eat dinner together every night. That never happens. My daughter's home from college. We're sitting outside. We got, I got a little fireplace pit. We're roasting marshmallows. So I really I kind of enjoy it. You know, we're taking walks, you do things, but it has come to the point where, okay, we're ready to uh we're ready, you know, they canceled summer camp, so now my kids home for the summer. So we went from being teachers to camp counselors now. Um, but you know, and you got to get everything else in between. So it's, uh, it's just that the whole world's crazy, but I'm just trying, you know, you take every day and hopefully things change for the better, man.
0: <laughs> and then the
1: last thing, what's, what's something lately that really made you laugh out loud? Something that made me laugh out loud? Uh, Dave Chappelle. I just got into Chappelle recently and I started watching all of his Netflix specials. Oh yeah. That guy's a, he's a smart dude, a funny dude and uh you know the way he lays things out very intelligent he just he makes me laugh I watch some of his stuff twice uh and and there's not a lot of comedians who could do that for me where I'll sit on I'll sit downstairs by myself and just and laugh out loud listen if you want to get away from some stuff and have some good laughs Chappelle's got a bunch of Netflix specials that'll that'll just make you pee your pants it's really good and Sebastian Maniscalco my boy I love that guy
0: both both very, very funny. And 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 Chappelle, Chappelle's show, some of his old specials, The Killing Me Softly HBO special remains one
1: of the all-time classics. Uh yeah. speaking of fun and, stuff, uh, Scott. I was gonna say my last thing would be and and Russ salzberg makes me laugh. Russ. Of course. And he's yet to sign a Netflix
0: deal, <laughs> but uh fingers crossed. Uh before that you go, Scott, other, one one other funny thing, your show every night. How can people watch the Scott and Suki Show? It's the best way to tune in.
1: We are on. We're on Facebook Live. We just changed to our uh, summer hours as of last night. So we're on. We're going to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, throughout the summer. Facebook Live, Suki and Scott Show, seven thirty. I uh, usually go about an hour, uh, and you'll see some great celebrity guests and entertainers. Uh, we have some guys who check in with some bits now and then, and it's just uh, just a lot of fun. It's on Facebook, Suki and Scott Show, uh, S U K I and Scott. Um, and it's just, if you ever get a chance to watch, it's, it's a lot of fun. We have, we have a lot of, a lot of viewer interaction too. So it works out well for the folks who are watching. Excellent. Uh, Scott, appreciate the
0: time and, uh, looking forward to watching the next, uh, show with you and Suki very soon. Reggie, I love you,
1: pal. You're, you're all grown up and I like that.